Welcome back, guys, to Take It From Us. Jake, Colin, and Brooke here again. Excited to talk about NFL this week. A little bit about some bowl games that are coming up and just other stuff happening in sports. So um, I guess first off, we'll talk about the Chiefs-Chargers game tonight. And boy, let me tell you, I'm excited to watch Hunter Henry go up against Derek Johnson tonight. <laughs> it is going to be... Oh. Yeah. Oh, they don't play? for no, Oh, no, okay. No. Yeah, if you missed it, Stephen A. Smith this morning had a uh, wonderful... His, his three, take on, yeah. <laughs> his three players to watch. Spencer Ware, who is out tonight with injury. Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. who tore his ACL at the beginning of the season. And Derek Johnson, who is currently not in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So so if you find yourself listening to Stephen A. Smith in the morning, tell you what, save yourself some time, open up the Take It From Us podcast, and listen to, that really, listen to some guys that really know what they're talking about. That, that really hurts that <laughs> that guy gets paid to talk about sports <laughs> and like he didn't know those three were not in the game today. Yeah. And I hope you never take any um, opinions or anything like that, um, predictions, anything like that from Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith ever again because um, I think he just lost my credibility and probably well, uh, 90% of the And also, <laughs> he's like fans. 0 for his last 9 on picking yeah. uh, who's going to win mm-hmm. the NBA Finals. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Did you see too? I think they had him. Was he commentating like Lomachenko the fight this weekend too? And who was that? Teddy Atlas or someone had to like nudge him to wake him up when like the oh, camera yeah. came on. I think so, it was boxing. Was yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. If, yeah. Yeah, but Stephen A. It's a, been a been a rough week for you, buddy. It's also it's gonna be it's probably a rough time for Stephen A. Smith too because he hates the Dallas Cowboys and the and Dallas keeps winning and he's obviously he cries after they win and all that whatever. But. Yeah. Never been a fan of him. All right, so just to jump into the game tonight for a little bit, um, kind of talk about what we think is going to happen. What's I think Kansas City right now is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Three-and-a-half. Three-and-a-half is it down to? Three-and-a-half at home. Uh, should be an excellent game tonight. Like we mentioned, Spencer Ware is not playing. Um, Melvin Gordon's out. Melvin Gordon's out. Eckler, I think. Yeah, I think Eckler's, Eckler's out. out too. Yeah. So do we know who that leaves at running back for? Oh, I saw his name. Steelers, because who it, it's going to be Damian Williams for Kansas City that carries the load tonight, won't it? And then, um, is it Josh Johnson? Justin Jackson. Justin, Justin Jackson. Jackson. Out of, out of Northwestern. Josh Johnson's <laughs> playing quarterback for the Redskins this now weekend. I feel like right? Is that who it is? <laughs> Am I right there? Is that is Josh Johnson? Is that the guy playing quarterback for, yeah, the, Redskins? for the Redskins? Yeah. Now. Yes. So, our. Time getting to watch Mark Sanchez was short and sweet, but <clears throat> I'll jump. I'll jump in here just talking about what I think is going to happen tonight. Um, <clears throat> I had a rough week of picks last week. The other two boys did pretty well, but um, I think I'm right around 500 or a little under now. But I'll go ahead and say um, for anybody in Vegas betting the game tonight, I like um, I like the Chargers just because watching how tough the Ravens played. Uh, the Chiefs last weekend. I think if the Chargers can come out and do the same defensively, um, I just trust uh, Philip Rivers a little more to make plays down the stretch. Like last weekend, watching the Chiefs play the Ravens, Lamar Jackson had a chance there, and like it still felt like that was the Chiefs game to win just because I didn't trust Lamar to go out and make a play. And <laughs> Philip Rivers historically isn't great uh, in Arrowhead, and especially – a Thursday night where that place is going to be absolutely rocking. Like, that's going to be tough as well. And aren't they uh, undefeated at home this year? Yeah. So, I mean. And in the division, yeah, they're undefeated yeah, yeah. as well. I Anybody just, who goes in the Arrowhead, it's yeah. going to be. It's someone, I think Cowherd said today on his a show that this might be the biggest game in Kansas City in the last 20 years. So Absolutely. I mean, just thinking of this game, if the, obviously if the Chiefs win, that locks up the division for them. Um, the Chargers win what they would need the Chiefs to still lose their last weekend in the Raiders. Yeah. But still, if if the Chargers could win a night and then the Chiefs got, is it Seattle next weekend? Yes. So, like, that's still a tough game for, for Kansas City. So this is, I feel like this is pretty big for or Los Angeles. I don't know if I keep calling them San Diego or not, but Los Angeles, obviously. Stephen A. Smith called them San Diego Chargers, too. That's what we it's get tough. for yeah. talking uh, crap on yeah. Stephen A. The <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, but no. So, yeah, I would take plus three and a half. I'd, I'd take the Chargers tonight. I'm going to oppose it. I think <laughs> biggest game in 20 years for Kansas City. Uh, that's a tough place to go in and play, and I think Kansas City wins big. Also, another factor is the home team on Thursday night. I always tried to pick the away teams, and it never happens. 
So, surely on or just on the fact that the Chiefs are at home, I think Kansas City covers and they win big tonight. Does Tyreek Hill look like Tyreek Hill tonight? I think Tyreek Hill goes crazy on that secondary. So, <clears throat> uh, the reason why I'm not gonna make a pick is I I just don't know what Chargers Soft. teams is gonna. <laughs> I just don't know what Chargers <laughs> teams gonna show up. Is it gonna be the one that went into Pittsburgh, got a win? I know. Pittsburgh is not very consistent, but anytime you go into a environment like that, it's gonna to be tough to win. So I I don't know if we're gonna see that team or we're gonna see the team that struggled at home against the Bengals last week. I um Phillip Rivers is consistent, but you never I, I never know, especially with Eckler, Gordon out. Yeah. Um but if I were to make a pick, I'd probably take the Chiefs. Also, Eric Berry <clears throat> is back tonight, but he's on a snap count, so that's a big help for that Chiefs secondary. Mm-hmm. So they have Sorensen back now, another safety, and Eric Berry back. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like, this being Eric's uh, first game off injury. But You guys want to know what the real matchup tonight is? I'll tell you this, okay? I did a little bit of research here. The big matchup of the night is, this is why it's key, that the Chargers cannot just get down early because they're not digging themselves out of a hole. Sam Tevy. The right tackle for the Chargers is going to have absolute fits with Justin Houston tonight. Yes, sir. So, if they get down early, Phillip Rivers is not going to have time to just sit back and throw the ball all game. So, the Chargers have to keep this a game, like, consistently throughout, or they need to be up for a majority of this game because Sam Tevy's going to get worked by Justin Houston. Also, with that, Chris Jones has had nine straight games with the sack, so he definitely knows how to get back after the quarterback, too, so... Also, that secondary getting stronger and the D-line being the D-line with Chris Jones and Justin Houston, I think all signs point to Kansas City tonight. Yeah, not to make – I don't know why I picked the Chargers because I'm just keep making points for Kansas City here too. This feels like a good chance for Mahomes to go out and like solidify the MVP. Yes. If he goes out and has a, another excellent night tonight on a Thursday night, biggest game of the year for them, like – I think it'd be hard, no matter what happens the last two weeks of the season, to go anywhere but him for MVP. Yeah. I think if he throws for three touchdowns and 300-plus yeah. yards, he's a lock for the MVP yeah. this year, yeah. I think. Also, another thing to keep an eye on with uh, the Chargers playing out in L.A., the cold night in Kansas City might be uh, affect yeah. them a little bit. Uh, they obviously play in the Midwest a lot, but um, that could play into Kansas City's hands a little bit too. That's a good point. Very good point. All right. <clears throat> so that's kind of our thoughts on the game tonight. Hopefully you get to listen to this before the before the game kicks off. If not, you'll get the chance to see whether we were right or wrong, I guess. So now kind of transition and hear the rest of the I games wanna, this week. Or do you want to I want to quickly more? ask both of you a question. Um, oh, boy. If you were to buy stock in any NFL team right now, uh, who would it be? And then if you were to sell – uh, like stock playoff contender <clears throat> just like you're gonna buy just buy a team that you think is going to um let's say exceed expectations okay. or make it to the super bowl when they probably shouldn't <clears throat> yeah or you think and then if you want to sell stock you're gonna say okay i so think this team has way too high too much hype but they're gonna okay. underperform okay i'll go first um I think for a team I am selling stock on right now, it would have to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they're, it, it seems like they're creating ways to lose games right now. And um, I don't know. I think they just, year in and year out, they underachieve, and they're kind of the Patriots' little brother. And I, I, th- I could see them easily getting bounced first round with whoever they play. And for a team I'm buying stock on, I am going to have to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that defense showed its colors against Drew Brees, and um, if they can stay ahead and uh, utilize Zeke and not put it all on Dak's shoulders, well, even when they did, Dak had, what, 455 passing yards last yeah, week? Yeah, and, and he went 5-for-5 five five on the game-winning drive. Exactly. Um, so he has I proved mean, he can do it. He gets a lot of criticism, but at the end of the day, he he uh, stepped up when he needed to when the Eagles tied it. 
he drove down the field, threw a bomb to Amari Cooper, and they scored. And, and then Wentz answered, and then he answered again. So, yeah. and, and, a, and a lot of times down the stretch going into the playoffs, I mean, and who gets to the Super Bowl, it may not be the best team. It's just who's the hottest at that mm-hmm. time. So I could easily and, see them getting hot. And and uh, going back on the Dak criticism too, uh, I saw a tweet today. He's 30-15 and 15 in his career, which is not – it's not horrible. It's a lot and, better than a lot of people yeah, can say. For the criticism he gets, I feel like he kind of is a sneaky, sneaky above average quarterback. Yeah, he's yes. not below average. He's not average. I think he's above average. He'll, he won't win games. He won't lose games. But I think he will step up when, when he needs to. Were, so. What was their was their final record? His rookie year, fourteen and two. It's Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Yeah. I feel like that's just why he picks up after yeah. that. Is just is coming off that year like. Mm-hmm. And the I expectations mean, were high because of that. Yeah. And, and I mean, last year he was, I think it was, I think it was seven and nine. Yeah, right yeah. around eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Or not eight hundred, five hundred. <laughs> and I mean, right. and then, anytime, <laughs> dear God, anytime you lose Zeke like that too for like six games, it's gonna be tough to overcome that. But anyway, Jake, who are you buying and selling? So you tell me, like, who am I buying, like? to be and selling to be like a contender like this year are you talking about like as an organization like that's, going forward that's another question i was getting into i was going to ask you for this year but then i'm going to ask you uh if you had to buy stock and sell stock for a franchise five years down the road okay well right now, right now if you're talking this season if you're talking this season short term yeah. i mean i'm probably gonna i don't know since they're tech i'm pretty sure they're in the playoffs right now um <clears throat> I'm selling on the Minnesota Vikings uh-huh. just because you spent <laughs> you spent a pretty big penny on Kirk Cousins and that man I don't think he hasn't won a big time like a primetime game ever maybe he's like and yeah. on Monday nights he's zero and eight or zero yeah. and nine I think yeah. and he just he doesn't you can't spend all that money and invest in it he's just he doesn't beat good teams he beats below average and under 500 teams, and his record against, like, above 500 quarterbacks is terrible. Yeah. I don't know if you heard what Shannon Sharp said about him. He said, he's like the girlfriend that you don't give the house key to. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was going that's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, the, Minnesota just fired their offensive coordinator, and yeah. they're still in the playoff hunt, so. I don't, that, I don't kinda, think I've ever seen that, like, yeah, where that, a playoff team fires their offensive coordinator. But, I mean, I get they're struggling. And you got to look at the bigger picture, but they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, like. that's that's a bold move to make yeah. when you're in the playoff hunt to fire your offensive coordinator. But mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, that's so yeah, that's a good odd. team to sell stock mm-hmm. on, honestly, right now. And <clears throat> buying just a team that I don't know if it would be a good buy now, but I feel like I've been I've been on it for the last couple weeks. Is the Bears? Mm-hmm. It's they went out and they did what I thought they were going to do against the Rams. Honestly, I don't know if I. What I thought they were going to do, I didn't think they'd hold them a six. But is that what they finished? It was a fifteen-six yes, final. Yeah. That's that was a little more than I thought. But it's just it's a gritty team, um, and gritty teams normally go a little farther and are a little more reliable when January rolls around. So that's mm-hmm. why I'd buy on them. We've talked about it time and time again. Cleo Mack, you're not going to find anything like him, and Nagy just does a good job with honestly a an offense that doesn't have that much talent. Like Cohen's a playmaker and they I'm, got they got weapons, but mm-hmm. I mean it feels like that offense mm-hmm. is a little young yet. Trubisky's mm-hmm. not fully developed yeah. in. Well I don't think any besides maybe like McVay or someone, and it could just be Nagy's system, but I don't think nearly any other coach like in the NFL could do what Nagy's done with Trubisky. Because yeah. I still don't I'm not buying Trubisky still. I'm I'll buy Trubisky in Chicago to be good enough, but like Trubisky anywhere else, yeah. I don't, I'm not buying yeah. it. But but the Bears, to, I mean, yeah, the Bears are defense Trubisky. Travels. Yeah, defense travels. Trubisky's gonna do enough to. I mean, he threw three picks last game and they still won by nine. So, I just I think he's gonna do enough to not lose your games. All right, Colin, you gotta answer your own question now. <clears throat> Who yeah. would you buy and sell on? Sell, 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 sell. I'm going to have to go with you on the Steelers, but um, I'm going to make a different one. But Steelers would be mine. But since you said the Steelers, I'm probably going to – I think I'm going to sell – I'm going to sell Houston. Um, 
I get that they were I get that they were on a nine game winning streak, was it, I believe. Yeah. But I feel like they peaked at the wrong time. And I think you still have them. If you were to buy stock in them, it'd be like expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just lost a close game to Indy. But I feel like their stock is high. So I'm going to sell that and I'm going to get a lot in return because I feel like I don't think they're going to do exactly a lot in the playoffs. And if I were to buy stock, I think I'm going to buy in the Ravens. And the reason for that is um, they their defense... Um, I think made Kansas City look less, um, less uh, explosive than they should be, and especially at Kansas City. And like yeah. we said, it's a tough place to play. And for some reason, I feel like Lamar Jackson is gonna kind of, I feel like he's gonna show out here in the next couple weeks. Yeah. That's just a prediction of mine. I, I, it's I his think, job now. Yeah, yeah, I think Flacco's gonna be sitting on the bench for a while now. Yeah, and that's the thing. If he, if he can prove that he can, um. Sit in the pocket, make some good throws, um, do his normal thing of getting what seventy five rushing yards, whatever. If he can prove that, I think his that's job is that job is his for yeah. a while. So yeah, is this is is a con? It's got to be a contract year for Flacco, isn't yeah, it? It's no, because they wouldn't have drafted Lamar without. Mm-hmm. And I think they said right now Flacco. <laughs> remember he got a big deal when he got it. I think he's making about like twenty two or twenty three yeah. times more than Lamar is right now Jeez. to be your backup quarterback. But I mean. Obviously, that was their intention when they drafted Lamar was him. I, I assume that was their intention, him being their guy, unless they just plan on him being a playmaker. But it'll be interesting going forward to, I mean, yeah, they gave Lamar the keys now. And I think he said it pretty well. The, um, I saw that an inner reporter asked him, um, when someone becomes a starting quarterback, a lot of people say, that, like, this is their team and stuff. So he asked him, he said, are you comfortable saying this is your team? He said, this is our team. And, like, that's the way – the Ravens are going to be able to win or make anything of the season is knowing that you're not going to be able to lean on Lamar and rel- it's going to be their defense. It's like Chicago. Your defense yep. is what's going to win your games. Like you just, yeah, they Lamar have, just can't lose it. They still do have the number one defense too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and like I said, defense travels and we've seen it too. The Bears um, shut down the number, I think they're third ranked offense. Yeah. Shut down the Bears, Cowboys, shut down the Saints when they were the number one offense or whatever, top three offense. And Ravens, it's hard to shut down KC in KC, and they made it look pretty possible that mm-hmm. you can shut down KC. Well, make them less, less explosive. But All right, guys, so looking forward, next five years, who are you buying and selling on? I'm going to buy very, very low right here, but hear me out on this one. Well, you guys may agree. I'm going to say the Oakland Raiders. Um, I get that they're – I think they're going to look down about four years from now and be like, wow, we should not have traded Khalil Mack or Amari Cooper. So you're selling them? I'm buying them. Oh. I'm buying them right now. At, this is like buying Apple when it was in like the 1970s, 80s. Like this is getting them very low. I don't think they'll, they'll exceed expectations <laughs> like Apple or whatever. Uh, but I do believe the Raiders will – be contenders five years from now because I I really do think that Gruden's doing something well down there. Um, they looked good against the Steelers. They had they did have nine penalties for like 130-some yards, but they still found a way to win, and I believe that they will exceed expectations five years from now. If, if they're going to be good, it, it has to be – it's got to start with this offseason. They mm-hmm. have three first-round draft picks. Yeah. Right now, it's projected that I believe they'd be the number three overall pick and the number 25 and 26. So I could see that. Like, I think I still think Gruden's a good coach, and I think he could. So that's got to be – they got to start this offseason doing it. The team I'm buying in, um, just because I think they were simply depleted this year by injuries, I still have faith in – I'd buy low in the 49ers right now because mm-hmm. everyone's going to look at this season – and you're on your third-string quarterback. You're on pretty much, if Breida doesn't play again, you're on your third-string running back. And they've been able to scrape up like three wins this season somehow, I believe. Was it three or four? Three. Three and ten. So I don't care what they did this year. They'll have McKinnon coming back, who obviously I want to see him coming off the ACL injury, see if he still has explosiveness. But 
he was a pretty explosive player like in uh in Minnesota. So I'd love to see what he can do there on that offense. Jimmy G will be back. You'll get uh Marquise Goodwin fully healthy again and they'll get another good draft pick this year now. So I think that's a team that you know, kind of a I mean, <laughs> they got their work cut out in that division they're in there cuz you'll have the Seahawks who if they pay Russell Wilson this year and put some pieces around him will always be contending and then he got the Rams so mm-hmm. it's a tough division but I think the 49ers have the roster right now to to go out and honestly be competitive next year already so I'd buy I'd buy a low in them right now all right you guys are probably not going to agree with mine at all but looking down the line five years I'm buying the Buffalo Bills and a lot of that reason is Josh Allen. The man gets a lot of hate. But you think Tom Brady's going to be retiring within the next five years, and I bet Bel- Belichick's not far behind him. And, I mean, I Darnold and the Jets could oppose him a little bit. I don't see anything promising from Miami except another or a bunch of 500 seasons moving forward. And I think if Josh Allen can figure out how to throw the ball effectively – with that running, what goes overlooked is, like, he runs the ball a lot. He, what, like, 250 yards in his last two or three games? Yeah, I think he broke Mike Vick's yeah. record. Yeah. So, <laughs> with, Which is with legs like that and the insane. arm talent he has, if he can get the accuracy uh, part of his game down, I think he could take this league by storm and be very effective for the next 10, 15 years. So. And, plus, Buffalo always finds a way to have really good defenses, so... Yeah, I was looking at their uh, defense. They have they allow the least amount of yards. Yeah. If that means anything, I mean, you never know. You never know because I mean, their offense turns it over and the other team gets it in their exactly. red zone. It's like, but yeah, I don't know. But still, I mean, that's they're still leading the league in defensive yards allowed. So Are we do have teams we're selling now. I'm pretty sure I, eh. I. I think the whole time I was talking, I'm pretty sure I said I was selling on the 49ers. I am buying. <laughs> I'm I'm not selling. I mean, I'm buying. I, I think I'm going to sell the Patriots, obviously, because I think Brady's going to be done within the next three years. And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. So. See, I I could see I could see that, too, just because, like you said, I think Belichick's out, and obviously mm-hmm. Gronk is 100% out when Brady's out. But, I mean, the team I'd, I'd still sell right now is the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, just because there's always going to be talks about how good they can be. And it's a freaking dumpster fire in Pittsburgh every year just because Ben threatens retirement every year. AB will find a way to, to make a headline, and you still have all that stuff. They, they can't stop talking about Le'Veon Bell right now. If, if you're Tomlin, and I understand you can't control the questions asked, but if I'm Mike Tomlin and someone asks about Le'Veon Bell, I'm saying I will talk about the players that are Pittsburgh Steelers right now that are on our team. He gets a question. He's like, no, no, we don't miss Le'Veon, all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> quit dwelling on it, you know? It's all this stuff about how you don't need him. But then you got players like rummaging through his locker and stuff and offensive linemen are trashing him and stuff. It's like you – Just say no comment I, or like yeah. – Yeah, go play. Don't give Le'Veon attention because I you, think that's kind of what he wants right now. Yeah, too. You, you have James Connors having a good year. Go play. Mm-hmm. Who are you selling? And, um – just to throw out a different team because my team was also the Patriots with Brady and Belichick on their way out. If there was another team I had to sell stock on, it would probably be Minnesota. You know, like Jake said, Kirk Cousins just, you know, is very average in every way possible. And I don't ever see him winning the big game or taking them super far and... I definitely don't believe at all he's worth that twenty eight million is it he's getting every year. No. So until <clears throat> until Minnesota can figure out their offense, I mean, they're always gonna be around five hundred, have a great defense and not a whole lot of offense. Not at all. And I don't I don't really know I mean their defense is still okay, but it wasn't as good as Yeah, last year it felt like they were on like a different level. Mm-hmm. They look like I mean, they look like they looked like like the Bears or the Cowboys defense of yes. this year. I mean, not really sure. I don't really have the injuries right now 
that they have. But, I mean, I'm sure there are some key injuries there, but I couldn't name them right now. So, I don't know if we want to talk about any games this weekend. It's kind of a crappy weekend I, I do for want to games. give Brooke a shout-out because he called the uh, Dolphins upset. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he called it, but he said, don't be shocked if they do yeah. upset them. So, and... I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'll, actually, I will talk about it. I will tell you exactly because everyone's like, how to happen? How to happen? I'll tell you why it happened. It happened because the Patriots are the most disciplined team in football. If you watch that play happen, <laughs> the whole – no, tell me this. The whole okay. entire time – first off, it starts with – I'll address. It starts with the fact that Belichick screwed up by putting Gronk oh. in to swat down a Hail Mary. Tannehill's not getting the ball 70 yards to the end zone. So first off, that's where it went wrong. McCourty should be that last line in the defense there, and if he is, he makes that play. Um, if if he just simp- if Gronk takes an angle at the sideline there and cuts him off, he makes a play. But um, it starts with – there's two main things. The first thing is the Dolphins played that about as well as they could. They let <laughs> they let a schoolyard BS play develop mm-hmm. and got the ball to Kenyon Drake when he had the chance to go make a play. But the thing was there's so many times where the Patriots are like they're backpedaling. They're letting them just slowly work down, slowly work down. You look and you see um, – I think it was Stefan Gilmore is just like staying in his lane. He's like, he's looking over at the play, but he's still on his side of the field and stuff. And if you had like, just like an undisciplined player, someone that's just like a playmaker, you just go out and someone just goes, makes a play there. It's those plays are chaos. If you put a little pressure on them, they're not going to be able to pitch it and stuff. And New England was so focused about staying in their lane. Don't let the ball come back this way that (laughs) the one guy or two guys whose responsibility it was to make the play on Kenyon Drake didn't. So, I mean, that leaves Gronk, old man Gronk, trying so, to make I want to point there. out another play from last year because I know we were all watching it, was when the Chiefs played the Cowboys, and at the end yeah. of the first half, the Chiefs did something similar. They threw it short to Tyreek Hill, and it seemed like the they Cowboys were, were back, yeah, too. they were just backpedaling. They were, everybody was just waiting around for someone else to make a play, and no one went out and made it, and Tyreek scored, and I feel like that's exactly what happened here. Like, like Jake said, you got to put pressure on them because mm-hmm. that's not scripted. They're just flying by the seat of their pants, and someone's just got to go make a play. And um, Shout out to Miami for executing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that if Gronk was not – yeah, obviously, if Gronk was not playing safety in the, on that play, McCord I, don't makes think a play I don't think we're talking about it today. No. Yeah. Uh, if you put any – I feel like if you put any defensive player out there – like instead of Gronk, who probably doesn't have the best um, speed to get from zero to hundred real quick and make those cuts, and like who who scored it? Grant or Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. Um, yeah. So that's that's why. Yeah. I mean, I, think, I don't know what. I think if there's blame to be placed on anyone, it's got to be on Belichick because, yeah. like like Jake said, there's no way Tannehill's getting that ball that mm-hmm. far downfield. So the ball I mean, was at the fifty. I could see why yeah, Gronk yeah, is out there. That, that, a, that would make sense. It was yeah. a 69-yard yeah. touchdown pass. So, so yeah, you got to have your best defenders out there, not someone who's trying to swat down the ball and <clears throat> hasn't made a tackle in 10 years probably. Yeah. I will, like, I'll also say it was an incredible play to watch, so I understand why it was talked about all week, but that that's going to end up probably having like very little implications. Now, the only thing that happens from that play since – the Steelers and the uh, Texans both lost. Is that the Chiefs pretty much just locked up um, home field now? Patriots, like everyone's seating, remained the same. So, not much, like not much changes because of that result. But it is a pretty cool play to watch. Um, but I'm going to make a prediction too. I think that may have been a really good thing for the Patriots to happen because I feel like now they're going to be like, okay, we need to realize who we are. We need to realize what we just did, and we're going to learn from it. And I feel like they – I think they're still going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think um, now I think Brady's going to have them pretty fired up. He's like, guys, we can't do that again. And I feel like they're going to – I feel like they're going to win out to the Super Bowl. You guys know how it is. Every great Patriots season starts with a December loss in Miami. Yep. So, all right, I'm just going to run down the games this week because personally I think almost every single matchup this week kind of sucks – so stop me if you hear a game that like you want to talk about. All right, we've talked about Chargers Chiefs, mm-hmm. and it's clearly the best match of this weekend. You got Texans Jets. Don't think that Bad should be matchup. a game. Mm-hmm. Browns Broncos. I'm excited. <laughs> I I guess to watch Baker in Mile High 
Um, but after the watching the Broncos last week, I was extremely confident in. I don't know what to think of them anymore. Like Vance Joseph, I don't needs to go. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Um, obviously, like there's Patriots Steelers. Like that should be probably the next best game this weekend. If you're looking to bet the over on a game, I'd bet that over. It's at 52 right now. It's in in Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, I believe James Conner should be back. This Cowboys Colts could be a good one. That's gonna be a yeah. good one. I heard they might flex it to a three thirty game too because mm-hmm. it's set at noon right now. Okay, yeah. which would yeah. I mean be like the game of the week or whatever. Yeah, Cardinals Falcons doesn't matter. Lions Bills doesn't matter. Bears Packers. It's always interesting, I guess, when it's Bears Packers. So, mm-hmm. Dolphins Vikings yeah. could have some implications on yeah. getting into the playoffs. Yeah. And. um I think Minnesota minus seven and a half Minnesota? way <laughs> yeah is way too high though. Yeah, I think so too. It, well, I I don't know. The Dolphins are seven and six and one and five on the road. So what does Vegas are, know that we don't? Yeah. You know, I, maybe just the makes, road thing. Yeah, that always makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, Titans, Giants, Titans need a win to stay in contention. The Giants are actually favored in that game, which is kind of interesting. Redskins, Jags, doesn't matter. Um, Eagles, Rams probably yeah. matters for the Eagles. Yeah. Probably all or nothing there. You get to see uh, Nick I Foles. Think, I think they kind of gave up on the season, too, because they're, they're shutting down Wentz, yeah. too, so, which is smart, in my opinion. Yeah, Rams being a 11.5-point favorite there. I think the Eagles would have to win out to win the division yeah. because mm-hmm. if they tied with the Cowboys, they – would not have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, smart of shutting them down. Saints-Panthers is the Monday night, and the Panthers have lost, what, five straight now? That's, Something like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I guess one game I'll just say I don't get the line, really, is Seahawks-49ers. Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And the 49ers proved me wrong last week, but I think that was more of the Broncos not playing well at all than it was the 49ers doing anything special but well and they just played two weeks ago in seattle right in seattle beat them yeah. by like 25 yeah or whatever it and people and brita marquise goodwin ronald blair who's the starting defensive end cassius marsh defensive end dante pettis malcolm smith and kawan williams are all starters there like were very limited participation in practice today so did not um they had a linebacker and starting safety, both that didn't practice either. So the 49ers, I don't think they could be any more beat up. So I don't I don't think that's a to, game. You ready to make your guys' picks? Yeah, I got let's make picks our picks. Mine, I do too. I'll I'll start since I'm uh give, give I'm, us, I'm the coldest. Give us all of the all of your picks at once too. Yeah. Okay, so my three um make three picks here. Um the Seahawks obviously is my pick at minus three and a half. Uh, I don't think that's a game at all. Uh, Seahawks, I think I, I don't know, I think I. someone told me, Seahawks fans have told me that I used the word fraud um, to label them the last couple don't weeks. Don't even call them a fraud. Oh, my the God. The Seahawks? Yes. I, no, I, I'm pretty sure I did a couple weeks ago. Oh. And, and I'll say the last two weeks, the Seahawks have, like, They've shown me. They've shown me something. I just still don't believe. I disagree. I think they have to, you have to lean on the Seahawks. I mean, you have to lean on Russell Wilson if you're the Seahawks, and I don't like that going forward in the playoffs. Like, I don't, I don't believe putting it all on one player. If you're going to put it all on one player, let it be Russell Wilson, I guess. But I just don't think that works. But I'll take the Seahawks this week. Um, the other one I like, I don't know. There's some dumb lines. I think I like, even though they're one and five on the road, I like Miami plus seven and a half. I don't think the way the Vikings have been playing. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's a game if they push past a touchdown for a win. Um, do you have the line on Cowboys Colts? Plus minus not, three. Is it, you have it. Okay. Yeah. Cowboys minus three. Colts. Colts minus three. Yeah. It's kind of that could be rising to me. That could be a good one. I think the other one I'll take. Um, I'm gonna go with the Raiders this week plus three against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Like you mentioned earlier, the Raiders, um, the Raiders played well and just got challenged continually throughout that fourth quarter. And being a two and ten team, would have expected them to roll over. They didn't, so now they go and play a Bengals team who obviously no Andy Dalton, Driscoll hasn't done much there. Don't have much faith in them. So I think 
this Raiders team is currently better than this Bengals team, so I'll take the points there. So Raiders, Seahawks, and Dolphins, that's my three. And I don't think there is anything worse than watching a game in Oakland with that playing on that uh, yeah. baseball field. Yeah. That is just I'm yeah. excited for them the to move to Las Vegas. It's yeah, the worst game. They to still watch. don't know what their home is either in Las Vegas. They don't know where. No. Yeah, they were saying they yeah. might play at like UNLV's yeah. stadium or so it could something. Be at if you're if you're like, <laughs> here's kind of funny. Just real quick here before you guys make your picks. The lowest you could pay to watch a game this week is if you want to go to Lions Bills in Buffalo. Um, the lowest ticket is five dollars. Oh. Or you could go to Bengals Raiders for eleven dollars. Jeez Louise. All right, I'll go next. Um, my like it. I think is Dolphins plus seven and a half. Uh, the Vikings, I don't think, put up enough points to win by that many points. So um, I really like that, especially with Miami still playing for the playoffs, like a wild card spot. Um, my next pick that I like would have to be Patriots minus two and a half against the Steelers, and I know they're on the road, but uh, I think that Tom Brady has the boys fired up after that heartbreaking losses last week. So I think, honestly, they probably win big. Uh, Like Jake said, Pittsburgh's kind of a dumpster fire, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens ended up winning that division. So Patriots minus 2.5 is my pick. And my last one... Oh boy! So just uh, just click on it if the Ravens because who they play this week? Something crap. The Bucks. So the Ravens beat the Bucks and the Patriots win. Ravens are first place in that division. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bears minus six at home. I think they run away with this and kill the Packers because uh the bad bad man does not show up this week for the Packers against. You saw what that Bears defense did to the number three offense in the league in Jared Goff. Uh, I think it is much worse. I think the Bears route uh, Green Bay. So those are my three picks. Um, my most confident pick is so my love it is I'm going to go the Buffalo Bills minus two at home against the Detroit Lions. I think um, the De- I don't even know what to think about the Detroit Lions. Um, I think I feel like they've kind of they lost a lot of uh, swagger if you'd say, with without Golden Tate. Um, they just don't look like the same team. And to be honest, I don't really I don't think I've watched any of their games, but just from just from hearing from other people's opinions, I they're not the same team as they were. Stafford underwent um he had to postpone his media availability, which he normally does on Thursday to tomorrow to go undergo back treatment too. So mm-hmm. Stafford's not himself right now. Yeah. So definitely take the bills. That defense will get to Whoever the quarterback is, if it's Stafford, who I don't even know who their backup is, but I like the Bills there. Um, and then I'm going to take the Giants, minus one and a half against the Titans. Giants are at home. Um, I feel like they're playing pretty well right now, and I like what Saquon Barkley is doing. He's kind of carrying that team on his back. Um, so, yes, that is my like it. Um Wait, we're doing like it, love it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Sorry, about the Bills is my gotta have it. And Giants is love it. And my like it, probably my least confident, but I'm still pretty confident in it. And I'm also going to take the Patriots, minus two and a half. Um, I feel like they come into Pittsburgh and get a win. And I feel like we're going to see a very high-scoring game. and sh- Kind of like a shootout, and I like Tom Brady in that. So. All right, well, there's our picks. There's NFL for the week right there, so we're dwindling down here. After this, two more weeks left in the season. Um, Don't we get a few Saturday games this week, or is that next? Yeah, it's, uh, it's next Browns. Week, or this week? Browns-Broncos, Saturday night, Texans-Jets. Big uh, fan of the Saturday, afternoon. Yeah. the Saturday night games in the NFL. I, I do like that. Especially now that college football's over, it gives you mm-hmm. two days of football, which is very nice. Speaking of that, I can't wait for that uh, that weekend. That weekend where it's, you get the playoffs on the 29th, I believe. Then you got like kind of a day off. Then you have New Year's Eve. Obviously, you go whatever, go out for New Year's Eve, all that. Then you wake up and there's more games on. 
the yeah, New Year's Day. That's going to be a great day. Um, so, and I'd like to make a lock for one of my bowl picks Oof. right now. And I'm definitely going to take Syracuse. They're playing West Virginia. Will Greer's yeah, out. Will Greer, yeah. And I think there was another key player that's out. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but the when I saw the line initially, it was six and a half West Virginia, and it jumped all the it went all the way down to one and a half. So I still like the I I still like Syracuse to win that game. All right, bowl games start Saturday. Tell me this, boys. I don't know what we got going tomorrow or anything, or we could even put one out. I'd like to do it. Tomorrow, tomorrow, get it out tomorrow night. Could do a bowl special. Go yeah. to the bowls, go do all that so we're not yeah. dragging out this podcast here. Make a little bet between the three of us. Mm-hmm. All right. I do, do one of those. That's good. But yeah, we can do that. So we'll shoot out a podcast tomorrow night, actually. Either tomorrow night or Saturday, Saturday morning. Whatever. Yeah, Saturday night. Four games There's, get going. Mm-hmm. The Saturday bowl games right now are Tulane, Louisiana, Utah State, North Texas, Arizona State, Fresno State. Georgia Southern, Eastern Michigan, Middle Tennessee, Appalachian State. So that's that's all this weekend. So if we don't get it out this weekend, we'd miss those games, but nothing too, <laughs> nothing too exciting there, really. Um, but still, I mean, hell, I got nothing better to do on Saturday at 11.30 in the morning than watch Tulane, Louisiana. So exactly. you bet I'm going to be doing it. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, we can, we'll, we'll shoot one out sometime this weekend going over bowls and everything. Just so we're not talking about what is it now? NFL. How many? How many is there? 39, 38, 39 bowls, forty, I think, including the the championship yeah. game. So, yeah, I think we can talk about that for a while. <laughs> so, um, besides that, tonight is um, the semifinals for college volleyball. So, actually, right now while we're filming this, um, this is Stanford BYU. Playing and then later on tonight, the Husker women will be taking on Illinois. So a Big Ten matchup there. So just a quick shout out. I don't know anything about volleyball, but I know the Huskers have been dominant year in and year out. So it'll be fun to watch them the again. Last lost was Illinois. This was year. it? It'll be fun to watch them. Number seven in the country going into the, into the um, the tournament. Illinois number three. So it should be a good game. So shout out again to. The Husker girls is three times in the last four years being in the final four. So um, a champ- or a championship this year would give um, Kenzie Maloney and Michaela Fecky three championships in four years. It's pretty I mean that's pretty, pretty crazy big accomplishment. Yeah. Playing volleyball in college yeah. and winning in <laughs> I mean, going to the final four all four years, that's pretty impressive. It's a dynasty. Yeah. An absolute dynasty. And I wanna kinda Elaborate on this thought. I saw a tweet that said, could you consider John Cook as one of the greatest Nebraska coaches of all time? You, you have, have to. to. Yeah, yeah. This, I, would, I, yeah. Would, I would agree. But it's very – it's hard because obviously we're big football fans. And it's hard to say how could anyone, like, disrespect Tom Osborne like that. But consider – I mean, if you look at what John Cook Every has done. Year, like, yeah. Just, and especially this year, it's supposed to be a quote-unquote a rebuilding year for them. Like, Kenzie Maloney and Michaela Fecker are the only seniors that are like get pretty much time on this team. You're starting two true freshmen, and you're in the Final Four, and the only team in the Final Four that wasn't the highest seed in their regional. So you got the number one team, the number four team, the number three team, and then you got number seven Skurs. So it's no surprise that they're back here, but, you know, it's just – I feel like they're not getting I – don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're getting talked about, honestly. I don't follow volleyball. But I feel like, you know, going in, they, they don't draw one seed, and they, they come out. I think it was Kentucky was the one in that regional, and Kentucky's not here. Nebraska is. So yeah. it's, never, it's never surprising, but it's certainly impressive what Cook does every single year. Year in, year out. Classy guy too. Mm-hmm. Seems Very. like anytime you hear him talk or anything, it's nothing but class. And seems like all his players really, all yeah, all his players enjoy him. So I just think it's a very, it's a very good looking team. If I were to say as well, um, I honestly I oh, would boy. say I don't know about you guys, but it's I don't know. <laughs> you guys can elaborate on that one, but I feel like uh, I feel I'm like stay away they're from above that. average looking. <laughs> I would just say. I mean, 
You know what, Colin? Here's here's my thing. You know what? I can't let you sit what here and man? talk about no, no, no. Man can't look. No, because because <laughs> my 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 girlfriend watches football. It's like, oh, that guy's kind of cute. That guy's kind of cute. I give her crap, so I can't sit okay. here and let you. I will say I will say this too, and Samantha did the same thing. Samantha's my girlfriend. Um, we were watching we were watching football, I believe, and then a commercial. Christian McCaffrey was not playing in the game, mm-hmm. but he came on the commercial. And then I and she was like, "Wow, like that dude is really good looking." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like you, I respect that. Like, I mean, go ahead, you can look. That's that's fine. But if if I'm watching a volleyball game and I think um, one of the players is pretty cute, I'm like, "Wow, it's a pretty good looking like team, honestly." Okay, like stuff to talk about here. Okay, like, I uh, <clears throat> I mean, you gotta respect him on the court and. I mean, look what they're doing, like you said, with, I mean, John Cook's just, he's, I, I do agree that he's, I think he's one of the best coaches of all time at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's hard to argue because Tom Osborne has obviously changed football for the school of Nebraska, and I feel like John Cook has done the same thing with volleyball, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we send everybody off with, like, our final, our final takes today here? I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and give mine and just say that, um, I understand that it is regular season basketball in December, so I'm not going to get too excited over it. But watch the Warriors last night get throttled at home by a Raptors team that didn't have Kawhi. And so that's the last time that they'll match up in the regular season this year. So I think that's who you're going to see in the NBA Finals just because, I don't know, I, I, I believe in Kawhi. I think Kawhi is happy there right now. He has Lowry playing the best basketball he's played in a while. Um, they're they're pretty deep. Um, you know who actually had like a decent game was Greg Monroe. I just think that this is a team that I'm not going to say is going to beat the Warriors because I don't think they will, but I think that's going to be a series, and I'm mostly excited about it because the last time I saw Kawhi play the Warriors in the playoffs, he had taken – a pretty average Spurs team to a 23-point lead at halftime before Zaza slid underneath his feet and caused him to go out. So I just watched that last night. I don't want to get too excited over it, but I think that could be, a, honestly, a pretty decent finals matchup. I just would like to point out to Colin and Jake here that that uh, Husker basketball team did win last weekend uh, over the Creighton Blue Jays. We were so close to making it through the whole entire podcast. Oh, I had to get it in say. there. Um, Eight years of frustration came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would like to uh, congratulate Brooke, obviously. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. But, I mean, I will say I am still a, I'm still a Nebraska basketball fan, but I always see obviously that. root. I obviously root for Creighton over Nebraska, but – if Nebraska basketball is on, I'm watching. Like, yeah, I mean, it's and not I, like I, I feel hate, like I'm the same way. Yeah, like, I don't hate Nebraska because obviously I'm a Nebraska football fan and I'm still a Nebraska basketball fan. And if, in my opinion, I'm a huge Creighton fan, have been my whole life. But if I were to have someone win that game, I would, I would honestly want Nebraska to win that game because I feel like they have a better chance to do well yeah. um, in March. Uh, but you know, it kind of. Open my eyes to uh, I'm, we see it all the time. Greg McDermott cannot make in in game adjustments, um, especially when Nebraska went to that zone. It looked like they hadn't seen a zone before in their lives, which was very, um, very concerning to me. Um, and because like I think Miles outcoached him there, yeah, um, in the game, and obviously and Nebraska outshot him. And the last seven years, it was has been the narrative had been that McDermott was the better coach and outcoached Miles, and yeah. it really flipped this year. Uh, you know, taking Balak out when he was hot like he yeah, was exactly. Um, just feel like the game got away from Greg McDermott and uh, didn't like the comments after the game. It was, you know, I have a lot of respect for Greg <laughs> McDermott, but just just accept you lost. Uh, Saying it was a desperate win for Nebraska seemed a little to cheapen it a little yeah. bit. Um, I think if he would have left it at, I think Nebraska was desperate desperate for a win. I think it would have been fine. But the fact that he went to say, I mean, yeah, when you lose seven years straight, you're gonna be desperate. I think yeah. that was a little over the line. But also, I mean, Nebraska, 
Nebraska fans, like, calling him a cheater and, like, bringing all those signs yeah. and, like, all that. I feel like that was a little over the line because I think nothing's proven yet, and I think that Creighton, like, got cleared on it. But still. Just um, goes to show you those in-state rivalry games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not the worst I, in everything. I can tell you right now, as a person loved, that has, has no stake in one team over the other, I loved I loved seeing oh, that. The, the, the double the, tech yes. when they were chirping yeah. at each other, I think, that was... And I've never seen, like, McDermott get like that, too. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Something, I want to know more about that, I but some too. had him heated. I do. I think I was listening to 1620 the day after, and I think it was Nick Baugh said, yeah, I think the students were saying... Um, cheater or greg's a cheater yeah. and then i think mcdermott said come on my, uh tim you know that's bullshit and he goes well, he goes i'm coaching the game he goes i can't do anything about it what, what do you want me to do and he goes he goes you know that's bullshit and or something like that uh, and they kind of well, oh they got the double technical i love it absolutely if it's, love if it. it's a little sensitive to him did yeah. maybe hit a little too close to home for him or and i think the deal there? and i think what kind of made greg uneasy on that too was um this past I think that before the season started, Tim Miles said something like, yeah, like, we don't do that here. Like, I don't know why they Creighton would dance with the devil on the yeah. the allegation stuff. And I think that kind of got Greg yeah. uneasy. I hope, um, I, for Greg's sake, I hope it's not true. Yeah, I really don't think it's true. And if it was, I think it was their assistant coach, Preston Murphy. Yeah. I don't think Greg did it. But still, I don't like the allegations hanging over Creighton yeah. right now. Yeah, tough time, but good win for the Scurs. Uh, you know, if, good for Tim Miles. Yeah, <clears throat> Creighton next year probably hasn't beat with the four seniors leaving. So, um, it was great to see him win one this year after seven year drought. Yeah, very tough. But <clears throat> James Palmer went off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. thirty <laughs> points on twelve shot. Got to got to give him a yeah. shout out. Thomas Allen. Thomas Allen. Sneaky good game. Yes. Roby with like a quiet 18. They just, yeah. yeah. That's a team that could make a run in a tournament, so yeah. it's exciting to watch. But the only thing that could get him into trouble is if you... Um, Texas Tech showed if, it. If Palmer doesn't have a big game, and I don't think you're going to see all of those guys hitting shots at, yeah. at once like that again. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... They were, they were fired up, definitely, so they probably played a little bit better yeah. than they normally do, but yeah. Paul, I agree. Palmer does go quiet at times, and they need to uh, either adjust to that or. But yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of teams that are would have beaten Nebraska on Saturday night. So. All right, that's about all we got this week. If you are, if you were in college and you wrapped up tests this week, congrats on getting through it. Go have a beer, catch some college football this weekend, <laughs> enjoy it. Um, college basketball, and yeah, tune in this weekend. We'll be shooting out a college football um bowl season special edition so give us a listen once again as always follow us let us know what you want to hear feedback any stuff like that we're going to work next week on trying to get a guest on the podcast for you so stay tuned for that secret guest yeah secret guest so stay (laughs) tuned give us a listen take it from us later